Ketzarayim Tov, we continue in the Sefer, Bayam Darkecha. We are on the uh, second chapter. We're dealing with the topic of the Mariv of Motzei Shabbos and how that helps us bring the Kedusha Shabbos into the week. And yesterday we learned about the Atochon Antonu prayer. Today we move on to Vihi Noam, which is on 594 in the Yard Scroll Sitter. We're going to go through what uh, these two, this line and a half or one sentence is trying to provide for us. Then we'll try, we'll go to the prayer, Yoshev Beseser Elyon, and then the Kedusha of Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh. That's to try to describe. And then we've got this chart. That's at the end that we'll go through. And Shlomo, I did not have time to do it in English. I don't know if I will have time. So we're going to have to just deal with what we have. So on page Nunbeis, after describing the Atachon uh, Antanu, he says the sec- second service on Motzei Shabbos is saying the Pasuk, V'yehi Noam. That's a Pasuk in Tehillim. Okay, and there are big things hidden in them. Okay, now, what is the effect of saying Vihinoam? Says the Arizal, it is that this extra Kedusha that we received during the prayers of Shabbos should continue into our prayers during the weekday. Okay, that's exactly that point. So when do we get that extra Kedusha of Shabbos? We get it through the prayers, as we will see much further on uh, the journey here. And therefore, that will help for our prayers during the week. And Reb Chaim Vital adds on in a footnote to the Arizal that Tfilos, prayers, are really the inner aspect of the worlds, the spiritual worlds that exist. And therefore, the effect of prayers is affects the inner aspects of our soul. And therefore, the illumination that comes from Vihinoam uh, continues the flow of Shabbos in the inner soul of the Jews and thereby in our prayers, that we will be able to feel that illumination in our prayers. Now, now he goes into more detail back into the text on page Nun Gimel. He says, the tefillos on Shabbos, during those tefillos, we receive from Hashem into our souls the great light of Shabbos. That's when you should expect them on the, during the tefillos, which now gives us extra levels of the lower levels of levels of soul of nefesh, ruach, and neshama. We have extra aspects of that. And they uh, grab onto a power to succeed and to recognize and to feel Hashem in His light and to serve Him with truth. That's what we get on Shabbos. So now our request with the words, Vihi Noam Hashem Aleinu, that Hashem should uh, preserve this extra light that we receive during the tefillahs of Shabbos. And we ask that Vihi Noam, that the pleasantness, of Hashem should be Oleinu, should rest upon us during the entire week. That we should we should remain with this light that penetrates inside of us with a complete acquisition 
even during difficult times, and to live in that reality at all times, until the coming Sh the Shabbos after, where we will get out to a higher level and to understand deeper insights into the light and to continue from week to week. Okay, that is the overall context concept. Now in section Dalid, we get into the Prate Kavonas Vinoam, the detail of the understanding of Vinoam. It's one Pasuk. We'll look at each clause to understand exactly what we're praying. So we start with the first four words. Vihi Noam Hashem Aleinu. Literally means, let the pleasantness of Hashem be upon us. So what are we, what are we really saying? Well, what is this Noam? The Noam of Hashem is the light of Shabbos, the light of Hashem. So that light that we received through the Kedush of Shabbos, that light should be upon us. Beis, the next point he says, in the next clause, umasa yodenu, and our handiwork, the things that we do, konana aleinu, may he, may Hashem establish for us. What does that mean? That also that which Hashem illuminated upon us through the power of our actions and our intentions and our pre preparations during the week should also remain. Okay? Our, ac our actions should also remain. We'll explain all of this shortly. And that's and, not the original context, right? We will see. Now, the third point is, umase yodeinu kononeo, since you're repeating itself, and the actions of our hand, right? Koninehu. That's like a contraction of konina aleinu. It's almost like a repeat of the earlier clause. He should establish for us. So therefore, we then conclude and say, we ask if there's anything that we did that we prepared, but it's been blemished and it's left because of any sin we've done. So Hashem should establish it for us and illuminate for us also this aspect. So let's go back and try to understand what he is saying for us. There's three aspects of the light. And the last one, the footnote, Lamed Vav says, that's the unique light. So what is going on? He says, we have the first light is the light that Hashem illuminates to us as a gift. That's a gift. And it's a very high gift. Now, we have to accept that gift. So to accept that gift, we may be lacking in our ability to accept it properly because it comes from Hashem. But anyway, that's the first light. The first light, the gift of Shabbos, so to speak, it's an amazing thing. It's an arousal from above, as the mystics say. So it's a gift. It's unearned. And generally speaking, when you get something unearned, you don't always... Um, in, uh, what do you call it? Integrate it all. So it could be lacking. Okay, that's the first point. Not from what Hashem is giving us, but from what we accept. The second light is now the light that comes with our service. And its virtue is that that is something we acquire much stronger because it comes from itaruta de la tata, an arousal from below. 
But since it's an arousal of man, the light is not so strong because at the end of the day, it's got too much humanity in that. And whenever a human being does something, there's some yeshus, there's some somethingness in it, according to whatever person's level, and there'll be something lacking in that. Then the third light has the two virtues. Because on the one hand, it's part of the light that we worked for, which we have a bit of a Kenyan on. On the other hand, we have not succeeded so much to do it properly, and it becomes blemished and goes away. And Hashem finishes off, and he blows life into it. And now we've got the virtues of the light that comes from above, which is more of a perfection. And the creature prepared the utensil and recognized that Hashem is the one that illuminates this. So let's, now in a big footnote, he explains much more. So we have to keep uh, bearing uh, with this now. He says, the deeper understanding is that each and every light, okay, and every action, every level, there are three steps. Okay, in the beginning, Hashem illuminates from his side. Why? To arouse the person to want. Okay? Hashem arouses it. And we say, oh, I'm feeling something. And that's the first level. Now, you got something. Hashem has illuminated something. Okay? So now I'd like it. I want to get it. So a person does actions according to his ability. And that's the second level. But as we go higher, he understands that that which the human being does, by definition, is blemished because it's not with 100% beetle, generally speaking, as there's higher levels of beetle to be achieved. So now we go to the third level where we ask for Hashem to finish it off. And we're saying, okay, Hashem, Hashem, I need you to perfect this. And that becomes the goal of everything. That is the perfected state where the creature acts uh, and, and with a recognition that everything comes from Hashem and he ultimately achieves the beetle. So what's happening over here is, a, I believe what he's saying is that, okay, Hashem, you brought us an amazing light. Okay, we'd like that light to stay. Now, of course, we, we can't have a perfect light because we don't absorb things so well, but we're going to work with this light. During the week, we're going to work with this light. And as we work with it, there's going to be limitations because we are some things and we don't believe in total beetles, so our actions won't be so perfect. So then we ask that you help finish it off and put the final touches on it so that it lasts. And that's what it means that our actions, may he establish them. Okay? So, therefore, we start with the light, vihinam. We want the light to remain, uh, to, to keep it into the week. And therefore, now we're going to do things with that light. And we'd like you to make them complete entities with that light. So, if you are looking in the chart that we have, now you might want to take a look at the chart. And on the right side, it gives you the four clauses. 
Vihi Noam, okay, and let the pleasantness of Hashem Elokeinu Aleinu, of Hashem our God, be upon us. Umase Yodeinu Konano Aleinu, and the actions of our hands should be established. And it's repeated another time. So now we're going to have the simple kavona up to now. This is the simple kavona. And then there's what we call the kavona amuka, the deeper one. Halavai, we could have the simple kavona would be an amazing thing. But uh, we'll see how far we can go. So you look at the chart. It says, Vihinam, and puts the two clauses together. Hashem, Elokeinu, Elenu. He's saying, Sha'or HaShabbos, that the light of Shabbos, that Hashem illuminates us in His mercy during our tefillahs of Shabbos, should illuminate us during the week. That's the first clause. That light should remain into the week. Then, that He should illuminate also that which we merit through the service of our avoda. It should remain what we do during the week. In other words, this light should remain in our actions. It should, the light will remain, but then we have to do things based on the light. But what we're going to do isn't going to be 100% perfect because it's our actions. And then finally, Hashem should perfect that which we are preparing, that which is blemished, okay? And that should last the entire week. So try to, Give an example of this. Try to give an example of this. Let's say uh, a person's arrogant. And uh, let's say some of that arrogance seeps into his avodas Hashem. So when we do certain things without clarity of Hashem, you know, what we're doing could be totally not, not desirable by Hashem at all. So, but then we've experienced a Shabbos. And with Shabbos, you begin to see that Hashem is everything. And I really don't accomplish anything. That's what the light is telling us. The light is saying, Mr. Businessman, or whatever, Mr. Talmud Chacham, all your success is from Hashem. And it's clear as day on Shabbos. Clear. Okay, so what, and, that, and therefore that's, and we get that during our tefillos. On Shabbos, if we pray properly, Hashem puts light on the past week and says, you know, you thought you succeeded? <laughs> I want you to know, you, could, you were going to get zero. Hashem gave you everything. Well, that's a surprise. Well, Hashem said, I'm shedding light on the reality. Okay. So the first thing we say, Hashem. Now, this Hashem gives it all to us. Free gift. Well, we're not going to absorb that 100% because there may be a little bit of cognitive dissonance, wouldn't you say? What do you mean? I'm really not the powerful one? Okay, I hear what you're saying, Hashem. I accept it, but you can't accept it fully. You can't fully internalize it. Okay, so that's... But now, as you go back to work on Sunday or Monday... You want that realization to stay with you. And now you're going to do things based on realizing that I'm not the one who's doing it. Now, if you're not the one who's doing it, for example, what will help yelling and screaming at workers who are not getting the job done? 
Now, if you're the one who's doing it, well, then, of course, I got to make sure it gets done. And the way I do it is by browbeating my workers. Ah, the light of Shabbos came and said, you know, idiot, you didn't accomplish anything. All the screaming, all the yelling, nothing. You know, because the way you wanted it to happen, you would have got nothing. But I made sure you got... Okay, now, you can't totally internalize that. You're not... Because that God has sent that to you. You didn't, you didn't come up with it yourself. It's going to be hard to totally internalize that. But you're going to say, okay, now, Hashem, let, let that message, as, as, as much as I was able to get, let that seep in and let it manifest during the week. All right. So now you're going to try to live in that reality. Now I'm going to do actions based on that light. But still, I still think I'm a somebody. So guess what? You didn't scream at any workers this week. Whoa. But you look at them with disdain. Would you say there was an improvement? Yep. Did you perfect it? Not quite. So there's still disdain, and maybe you're talking condescendingly instead of screaming. But this is something that you've worked on, that you have achieved, but it's the achievement isn't enough because it's too much of your own self over here, so it's still lacking. But that's the second clause. We're saying, So let there be enough that we're able to act on what we understand and we are accomplishing something. But it's still not perfected. So I say, okay, Hashem, maybe you can help finish off the job and maybe take away some of my condensation. <laughs> I know that's not the right verb, but condescending nature. And that I, I, don't, I don't really think that I'm even accomplishing anything. Okay, that's Hashem finishing off the job during the week. Now, it's, it's obviously going to be much more subtle and broken down into much more uh, minuscule parts. We're not going to see incredible jumps every week, but a little bit. So that's the three-step process in all areas of life. And again, the, the, the simple understanding where this all comes from is from Sfirah Saomer. It all started with Sfirah Saomer, where on, it happened in Mitzrayim, it happens every year. The same idea. What happens? On Pesach night, Hashem shines the light of reality. The reality of what it means as a God in this world, how He took us out of Egypt, Hashem does everything. And Hashem shows us a picture of what reality can be with the light shining. And that is the first day of Pesach, the Seder. But then when you wake up in the morning and you say, what is going on? And then that level leaves you. It's going to leave you. Easy come, easy go. But now you got to work on it. How do you work on it? During the seven weeks of Sphira. You're going to work on it. Try to improve certain areas. But it's not going to be perfect. So we ask Hashem to help finish it off. It's just like by Shavuos. When Hashem gave us the Torah, anyone who was, uh, we said anyone who was physically handicapped, Hashem healed. Well, guess what? If He f healed our physical handicaps, don't you think He healed our spiritual handicaps? So we have all kinds of spiritual handicaps. We have a, had a slavish mentality, didn't, didn't uh, manifest our seven holy midos 
in the greatest way possible. We dreamt that we would be tzaddikim, but far from it. Then we had to work seven weeks to improve on that. And we made certain improvements, but still it's not a complete job. And then we hope that by Shavuos, Hashem completes the job. So that's, this is, is a constant in all growth. Whenever Hashem shines any light upon you, this becomes the critical three-step process. It can come from Shabbos, Kumviyantev. It can come just out of anywhere. Ahitaruta de la Elo, which is unique. It doesn't happen all the time. So we know it happens every Shabbos, but it can happen other times unexpectedly. The light shines, you only absorb so much. Then you want to take the light and, and, and work with the light. And you're going to only be able to, and that's good. That has an advantage because now you're part of it, but you're not perfect. So it's going to not be a perfect job yet to which Hashem comes back and taps it up, so to speak, to bring a certain level of perfection on that level. And then we hope to move on. And that's what we hope to achieve during this week. Any light that I got on Shabbos, I want to work with that light. First, I really don't want to lose the light you gave me. It's not a perfect light because I can't assimilate it perfectly. But at least I'm going to work with it. And now that I'm working with it, there's part of me. I got some skin in the game. And there's part of me there, so that's good. But the me is still not perfect because there's not enough bittle. So therefore Hashem has to finish it up. And that's the three-pronged request. That this amazing light should remain with us. And there's enough that I'm able to illuminate with it through my actions. And then Hashem should fix up whatever is missing. And this is how, this, this is Poshut Pshat, guys. This is the simple understanding. Remember, in Atachon Antanu, you were shown yesterday that there's superficially, it appears there's differences between Shabbos and the weekday. And we're declaring, no, there isn't. And we want to be able to feel that sense of Hashem throughout the week and to realize that, that it, there isn't such a Havdalah, so to speak. The Havdalah is only external, but not internal. But now we're actually, so that's a concept. You've given this to us. And now we want to say, well, let, let's have this work in Lamaisa. And really, this is during the prayers. The prayers is where a lot of the light happens. So this becomes the deeper meaning in this second prayer of the Hinoam, as the chart shows us. Okay, there is even a deeper level, but for now I'm going to leave it because it's. I think that's enough for us to chew on with what I've given you. Uh, there's a whole huge footnote on Nundalit, and it gets into the four worlds of Atsilus, Bria, Yitzira, Asiya, much more mystical. And God willing, someone will remind me during the course of our studies as we will get more involved and see how every day of the week gets into a different level of soul and a different level of reality, we'll come back to this. When we're more equipped, I don't want to overload us with deeper understandings where we don't have the deeper framework. So we'll make a footnote that we skipped. Footnote Lamed Zion, which is a very long footnote. And uh, we've done the chart only halfway. 
we did not go to the deeper understanding and the, and the deeper of that, that we're going to leave, and God willing, another day we will get there. Okay. Now we go on to page, continue on 594. The next tefillah, which is uh, based on Tehillim 91, the prayer of Yoshev B'Seser Elyon. Now, does anybody know offhand when this prayer is said, generally speaking, at what life cycle event is the prayer Yoshev B'Seser Elyon said? At a bris? No. I know you can keep guessing until you get it, but it is said at a funeral. It's said many times. And that might be the last one we guess. Yes. Uh-huh. And it is said when they take the coffin and take it from the hearse and inter the body into the ground, we know there's the seven stops. What do we do during those stops? Well, seven times the prayer Yoshev B'Seser Elyon is said, but it's said uh, missing a few words uh, every time and then adding out. I don't want to get into the details, but it's said seven times. What is the nature of the prayer of Yoshev B'Seser Elyon? Okay, this is what we need to discuss over here. Now let's look at the English translation. Yoshev B'Seser Elyon, whoever sits in the refuge of the Most High, in which Hashem is a refuge, is a place of safety. So whoever sits in that place, which is B'Tsel Shakai Yislanan, he shall dwell in the shadow of the Almighty. Omar Hashem, I will say to Hashem, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, I will trust in Him that he will deliver you from the ensnaring trap and from devastating pestilence with his pinion, that's like the wings, right? He will cover you and beneath his wings you will be protected, shield and armor is his truth. You shall not be afraid of the terror of the night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that walks, blah, 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 blah. Okay? And we end, with long life will I satisfy him and I will show my salvation that's repeated. When else do we say Yoshev B'Sei Sorel Not in Shachris. How about Krishma at night? So what is the point of this? It's a prayer for protection. When we go to sleep, that's when all the evil forces are all over the place. We need protection. When a person is buried, that is the most tumultuous period of the existence of the human being. Because the, the, the body of the human being, that lowest level of the human being, is now getting it bad. The worst sufferings are coming at this point and all kinds of spiritually damaging things will happen. The soul is... Uh, the, the, Jew, the human being is terrified at this point. Uh, funerals are not safe. Uh, cemeteries are not safe places. What I mean, spiritually not safe places. True, Therefore, there's all kinds of customs. So, so why are we saying this now? So on page Nunvav, in section Vav, we're told the following. 
we say this and we say this prayer where the concept is Hashem is our guardian from all kinds of mazikim, damages, injuries, whatever. Why? Why do we ask for that right at Matzah Shabbos? The answer is because Shabbos, remember Shabbos takes us to the true light where there is no reality other than Hashem. We go back to pre-creation world. And guess what? On Shabbos, all the mazikim, all the demonic creatures are tied up. They don't, they can't come out. Just like the bat. The bat doesn't come out in the daytime, but comes out at night. Shabbos, there's no klipos. The klipos have no power. But on Matzi, and that's why we know that all the Rishayim have a rest from um, Gehenna. But on Matzi, Shabbos, the demons are back. And what 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 is it Nogea us? It's not just as the eight Sahara, it's everything because they're trying to test us, to fool us. And because they are trying to fool us, they have the ability to hurt us, God forbid. That's why Saturday night is the most dangerous period during the week. Even the secular world, all the accidents, murders, this, that, it's all happening. Why? Because the Masikim are coming back. So we ask Hashem, protect us that the mazikim will not be able to touch us. Why? In the merit that we sit under his sheltering repose. And we grab ourselves onto the amuna with, with that, with all our strength, that Hashem's light is the only reality, and therefore we nullify the power of those klipos. So obviously, Look at the step, look at the progression here. We're asking that the light should stay with us. Well, if the light stays with us, then we will be the people sheltering under Hashem's protective wings and we'll be safe from Masikim because to know if we don't, we're not protected. To understand, you know, okay, some people say, you know, it's a nice thing if I can bring Hashem into the week, and if not, what's the big deal? The answer is, the, the, see, you have to think about the Averis you do during the week. When are most Averis done on Motsi Shabbos? Because that's when they're catching you off guard. You're just coming off a Shabbos high and boom, boom, boom. Those forces are hitting at you hard. You know why? That's because you released the light too quickly. Shabbos is over, it's over. So now we have to understand, no, no, we want to bring this light in with us. And if we bring this light in us, then we are the one. We are the one that is Yoshev the Seser Elion. We are the ones who sit in the refuge of Most High. And that's what, uh, and that's what David Amel says And Hashem. He's my refuge, my fortress, my God. And David Amel said, we have to say it. And we're protected from all these types of things. Okay. And therefore, you're going to then say, with long life, will I satisfy him? You know, Hashem will call me, I will answer him. It's all this connection is there, that protection is there. So we're going to the most dangerous period of the week is Monsi Shabbos. And if we're taking Hashem with us, we'll have that kind of protection. Tomorrow we will get into the Kedusha that is said, and then we'll summarize this and maybe begin Havdol. Okay, Shkayach, everybody.